Welcome to the YWAM Kansas City Podcast. We're here to activate our generation into missions and bring inspiration to live like Jesus in everyday life. Today, I am joined by Gabriel Nunez, a leader from the International House of Prayer, and we are talking about possibly the greatest sermon ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5-7 through is power-packed, it's full of foundational truths, and we're excited to discover it together. So Gabe, I would love just to hear from you. It's so good to have you on our podcast. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Yes. Could you share with us just a little bit about where you're from and a little bit of your family background? Yeah, for sure. So um, it's cool. Actually, I grew up in Toronto, uh, Ontario, so I'm Canadian, and when I was just teeny tiny, um, there was an outpouring that started in Toronto. Come on. It's kind of, it's known now as the Toronto Blessing or, um, yeah, the, the, a big part of the Father's Heart movement was there. So actually, I grew up from age two till like 10 in the middle of a revival, which is amazing. So That's from crazy. a very charismatic background, which I love. Uh, the awesome thing I think for me is it really made me hungry for the supernatural and hungry for experiencing the presence of God and and not living like a normal Christian life, having an expectation for the Lord to break in and for His presence to really come wow. and transform your heart and change you. So that's a bit of my background. I moved to Kansas City though when I was 17 and have a hunger for prayer and I think I loved the prayer room too because that was really a place to yeah. be in the presence of the Lord so it's kind of how so I got awesome. here but yeah. and I remember you shared this story with me once when you were I think it was 17 you said that you really got gripped with God's heart and would be watching the Friday night services and yeah. tuning in and just asking the Lord to stir you for the book of Revelation and just yeah. going after prayer in his presence so I love that he just like through the course of your life really marked you and you put those like stakes in the ground to go after him end times was a big message that grabbed my attention but also it was really like this desire for wholehearted like a wholehearted lifestyle and i loved that i was seeing that come from ihop um and obviously i had that in my background too just like I want to be all in. Yeah. And so this wholehearted love, first commandment, loving God with everything really grabbed me as a teenager. And thank God by his grace, that's been the journey that he's had me on. You've never been the same. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Well, today, yeah, we're talking about um, Matthew 5 through 7. I know that you've been diving into that and it's really impacted you. And even personally for me too. Um, the Lord's really marked me for that. And I would just love to hear from you. What has the Lord been speaking to you about? What has stood out to you or has, um, yeah, been ministering to your heart? Yeah. So these there's chapters. so much, too. I oh, know there's so like... much. No, and like on the verge of sounding like I'm about to exaggerate what I'm going to say, I honestly can just say if we were to boil down Christianity 101 it would it would come down to these three chapters and you know there's a lot of things that we talk about in ministry in life in just wanting to love Jesus more and a lot of the times those things are great like we hear motivational things of give your all and give your strength and you know 
be radical yeah. or all of that stuff, which is amazing. But sometimes we lose uh, we lose that and in the etherealness of it all mm-hmm. and we don't always know how to boil it down to the practical. Yeah. Like what does this look like in my daily life? And in Matthew five, six and seven, I just see Jesus painting in the clearest possible way. Like you want to know how to love me with all of your heart, with yeah. all of your soul, with all your mind, your strength. I tell you how to do it in these three chapters. And so to me, this is like the most practical roadmap that the mm. Lord gives us to just say, if you live these three things, one, you're you're really fulfilling the purpose of our salvation, which we know in Romans 8, he says that we're going to be conformed to the image of his son. Yeah. These chapters, this is the way that Jesus lived when he walked on the earth. He, His life was in perfect congruence with these chapters. There was no, yeah. nothing, you know, in these that he didn't himself first walk out. So that that's a big one. But another one is these chapters really define what greatness is mm, and what success yeah. in our life looks like. And, you know, a lot of us will think we're successful based off of, you know, maybe what our job is or our Mm -hmm. career or the amount of people we lead to the Lord. And all those things are amazing. But this really dives down into what the Lord calls great. And so that's where I just, when I see these chapters, I think, man, if I can align my life with the things that Jesus talks about in these chapters, that really is going to set me on the trajectory of, of him saying at the end of my life that I was successful in his eyes and yeah. great. So That's so good. I feel like it really is that realignment piece because it's so easy to just be swayed back and forth of what culture demands as us or even like as a Christian feeling like what it looks like to be successful or pass the test, but yeah. really the Lord brings it down to the place of our hearts before him and that wholeheartedness. So I love that you're sharing that. And maybe you can share this too. When did you like first get marked by the Sermon on the Mount? When did it yeah. really like grab your attention? Yeah. Well, I think like in just basic Bible reading, like you kind of get to these chapters and if you have one of the Bibles where Jesus's words are in red, it's like all red. It's all red (laughs) for like three pages, you know, and this actually is his longest sermon that he ever gives, or at at least it's the longest recorded sermon in, in one place. And so in some ways it's like, I think just in life, you know, you kind of come across these pages in red and you're like, okay, Jesus really went off here, you know? Yeah, he's emphasizing it. He's emphasizing it. But I would say for me, when I really started to dive deeper into um, the Sermon on the Mount was, it was a few years ago, I got invited to teach um, on an online course and I got to choose whatever topic I wanted to. And Sermon on the Mount was one that I knew a little bit about, but just hadn't dug deeper into. I hadn't like mined the, yeah. the gold that was in those chapters. And so this was probably like maybe four or five years ago. And I can honestly just say from diving deep, you know, writing out notes for these three chapters, I read like a bunch of commentaries. It honestly was a life-changing moment because I think a lot of light bulbs in my head went Mm -hmm. off related to like, oh, this is really important and this is really 
I mean, what I was saying earlier, this is really what Jesus wants for me in my life. Yeah, that's so awesome. Just foundational for foundation. I love that the Christianity 101. Yeah. Was there anything while you were studying it or even recently that you felt in your heart of like evaluating your own heart okay I have this tension of this is how I'm living my everyday life but then this is what you say in your word Lord and how do I align my heart um, with those truths I don't know do you have any like practical examples or moments of feeling that tension yeah no for sure so I mean even to dive into the sermon a little bit I think to me, I almost see this climax in Matthew 5:48, and it it comes to the point, you know, where Jesus goes through the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. "Blessed are you, blessed are you," and he unpacks a few other things. Um, but then he gets to this point at the end of chapter five, and he says, "You shall be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect." And to me, that You're is like, uh. <laughs> that is the biggest tension of this sermon. Is he? makes so clear jesus makes so clear what the standard for our life is and it's to be perfect as our father in heaven is perfect and i think to boil that down to understand it a little bit easier the way that i've heard that explained is also just to the degree that the father walks Mm -hmm. in the light that he has which we know he is light Mm -hmm. he wraps himself in a garment of light but it's also just it's who he is, all the light that he has, he walks in. And in that same way, it's we're supposed to walk in all the light that God has given us to walk in, if that makes sense. So it's it's like I just see this invitation of walking in grace, walking in all that the mm-hmm. Lord has made available to us through the cross, through the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. He's imparted this atomic bomb so to speak into our spirits but we don't really live on much of that you know we only access maybe a certain amount and yet the standard is be perfect walk in all of the light that's available to you and so i think that's the biggest tension i find but then it really gets boiled down in different things that jesus puts his thumb on in these chapters and I mean, if we're just going to start at the very beginning, I yeah. look at the Beatitudes and like, honestly, I, I can't graduate past blessed the are the poor one. in spirit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I call it the foundational Beatitude because when I like was studying it and looking at it, po- poverty of spirit really is this recognition of apart from the cross, apart from the Holy Spirit the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of justification in my life, I have nothing good. Mm. There was nothing that I could offer to the Lord. There was nothing that I could boast of, nothing that I could do to earn my own righteousness, salvation. Mm. And I look at that that phrase that Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit. And he's saying, I want you to know, this is for the whole earth. I want you to know that this is really the reality of, of where you're living in. Meaning the whole earth is in this place of you have nothing apart from the Lord. And, yeah. you know, I I used to listen or hear that passage where Jesus, you know, comes to, or I think it's the Pharisees are asking him, you know, why do you eat with sinners and tax mm-hmm. collectors? And, and he says to them, well, it's not 
you know, someone who's healthy doesn't need a physician. It's mm-hmm. those who are sick, right? And I kind of used to read that and think like, oh, how kind and compassionate of Jesus that he would, you know, dine with, you know, the worst in society or the poor or right. whatever. But then it kind of like hit me when I was reading about poverty of spirit. And I'm, it hit me that, no, it's that the whole earth, that's our state. That's our spiritual state. We're all sinners we're all like the lowest of the low and sometimes we're just so blind to it we're so blind to it even in even in our christian walk you know it's because we sometimes we think of all the things that we've done for the lord and you know the people we've led to the lord or the hours that we've put in in prayer the years that we've given to serving him and it makes us feel like oh okay you know, I am something in I the Lord. It. Yeah, I earned it or whatever. And I love that Paul talks about in Philippians. He says, I leave even the good things behind and I mm. press on. Yeah, I forget what's behind and I press on. And I just think knowing our poverty of spirit is this like every day I mm. need you, Lord. Every yes. day I need a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit to live this sermon I need a fresh filling of the spirit to, you know, even just love you today, yeah. to love my husband today, to be gracious with my children and not respond in anger. And, you know, Jesus just gets so practical all throughout the sermon. But I love yeah. that he starts with, you have to recognize your need of yes. me. If you don't recognize your need, you're not going to be able to do the rest of the three chapters. And so, so good. that's just the foundation that he yeah. starts on. And then he just builds and drills so deep into, into the heart, heart yes. from there. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful how it really does start with like evaluating our own life that we have to be willing to say that we're weak apart from him, that we have nothing and that he has to come and help us. Because, I mean, reading through the Beatitudes, you realize that, gosh, I can't do this like lord it's impossible to be perfect i need your spirit so it does really create that like longing and drawing into the lord deeper to lean into him well today what would you leave us with for us trying to apply like the um, beatitude of being poor in spirit and just like having that poverty of spirit i know you were saying about us just asking the lord like okay god like i need you yeah would there be like something that we could do on a i don't know practical day basis where we like check our heart to evaluate if we're like operating from our own strength they're really tapping into that yeah i don't know place of waiting on him yeah I would say, I mean, something that I've prayed a lot and and then I've recognized at different times, sometimes it's subtle, but when you really ask the Holy Spirit to highlight things to you and even to put his thumb on things, I ask him like, put your thumb on the areas in my heart where I'm not in alignment with your leadership, where I'm not in alignment so with good. the things that you say and in this sermon and it'll be interesting because it like he'll do it (laughs) you know and sometimes it's just a subtle little whisper of like you know what bite your tongue right now like don't respond in that way or it's recognizing when anger is flaring up in my heart you know in, in a response to something or or a lack of patience or a lack of um 
you know, long suffering or, I mean, a big one, because again, Jesus just dives so deep, but is like the loving your enemies and the blessing those who revile you and and speak against you. And so I think just to start a really good place is to just talk to the Holy Spirit and say, would you highlight these things to me? Like, would you in the day-to-day show me where my life isn't coming into alignment with your leadership? And then when he does do that, it's about stopping, pausing for a moment and saying, okay, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you say that the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom. So I thank you that the kingdom is available to me right now, that everything that you've purchased and paid for on the cross, the kingdom is living inside of me. And therefore, I have full access to grace. I have full access to peace. I have full access to joy and to be able to respond in kind and not in anger. And I I try to do that as much as yeah. you know the Holy Spirit brings it to mind um, because we run we run into those you know opportunities yeah. on a daily basis. For me, I'm a I'm a young mom of you know a toddler and and we got a puppy, a quarantine puppy, and so yes. it's just like. There are so many opportunities in a day to just be like, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit, for patience. Yes, you know, that's so good. Thank you that you've you've given this to me by your Spirit, and it's available to me. Yeah. And so I think that's a huge one. We just have to keep the conversation with Him open and yeah. alive every day. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing with us. It's so powerful. I love how it can even just be practical where we can ask the Holy Spirit and just realign our hearts and have him draw us into that place instead of feeling like a failure. Because I know for me, when we're seeing what we want to be, but we feel like we constantly aren't making the mark. Yeah, Yeah, we're not adding up. Then we can feel like we're set back in discouragement. But I love when we turn it around and say, no, Lord, thank you that you've actually given me access. I can tap into it today. So I'm excited for us to continually go after this together and we actually are going to have a um, follow-up conversation so we can um, talk more about the Sermon on the Mount. So we would love for you guys to tune in on the next episode where we just talk more about the Lord going deep into our hearts and us really applying the Beatitudes and the truths of the Holy Spirit ministering to us and leaning on His understanding instead of our own. So tune in subscribe, follow. You don't want to miss the next one. Thank you so much, Gabe, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to our YWAM Kansas City podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. If you are watching, please like, comment, share, and subscribe, and be sure to turn on our post notifications to catch our podcasts as soon as they're released. We'll see you next time.